and we are live hi guys welcome to another episode of nigerian social podcast i'm your host david and in the last two days have been really interesting it is a european episode um like i announced the previous day and then um, depending on which team you support or whichever side you wanted to win it you will agree with me that the last two days in the european football has really delivered especially in the semis i mean we haven't had this kind of um semis you know across all the competitions probably especially in the champions league since that um 2019 since 2019 right and now we had that you know the real madrid man city game end to end i mean real madrid staying as staying in the game for as long as possible man city leading 41 0 and then 89 minutes real madrid ended up winning the game in the last five minutes 3-1 the villarreal liverpool game you know um villarreal liverpool 2 0 down coming back to win the game 3-2 we're going to the europa league also um you had um um interesting games from frankfurt frankfurt west ham not obviously not similar not end-to-end as the champions league obviously but the one that was more end-to-end was the region was Leipzig. anyways we are i'm going to do a um, the review of each of the games across the european game across all the six matches from the champions league europa league and the conference league and our and our big story today i will be making is multiple multiple happenings and i really want to talk about the abramovich um situation abramovich chelsea because some rumors came up that abramovich does not has, has gone back on his promise that he wants to you know get his loan back from chelsea um more story on that and i'll give more i'll, I'll talk about more about talk more about how um his re, his reply to the statement and yeah and also i'm gonna talk about the away guru in champions the away guru in champions like i feel like i see some people are already making comments saying that it's a good decision from uefa already and i really want to give my thoughts on that particular um view held by a lot of people but without further ado let's have into this episode So let's start with the Champions League. Now, Real Madrid versus Man City. Real Madrid winning 3-1. The first leg, Man City winning 4-3. And all I can say is, this is football heritage. Listen, <laughs> football heritage. You know, we we tend to really underrate. I mean, I remember that Mourinho interview or his press conference rather while he was at United. I think after the FA Cup game when they got knocked out of the FA Cup, was they getting knocked out of part of the FA Cup game? Or the week they knocked out, got knocked out of Sevilla and he brought out I mean that interview was classic, right? You know it's amazing how over time most people knew this but I don't know why people were resisting what he was saying. Because over time, you know, we we began to see the evidence of what he was saying. But anyways you know, that's probably different reasons why I love what they like him at the time, and that's probably. But anyways, I, w- I don't want to talk about why he did that. Interview. I want to talk about the interview himself and the fact that over time it has been proven to be true. This is football heritage. What is football heritage? Um, a team in a, in a particular competition who has experience winning that competition. When they meet a newbie in the final, they will likely win it. A team in a competition who are, who have pedigree, who have always been doing it, and they've been instilled in their mentality that this is who you are, this is what you've been doing, and this is your, this is you, right? They meet a team who is lesser in quotes, you know, who do not have as much pedigree as they do. They will most likely, you know, win, right? We've seen that with Real Madrid already this season. Because for me, I feel like the Real Madrid Manchester game was a perfect example of that. Now. Don't know how you want to look at it now. It could be football heritage, and also it's also a case of Pep Guardiola undoing, being his own undoing. Just like the last four, just, this has basically been Guardiola, Guardiola in summary, or the summary of Guardiola. You know, all through his years at South, at as, as all through his years in the Champions League as Man City manager, 
Listen, Real Madrid had no on paper, if we're being honest, right? By how they played, Man City were the better side over the two legs, right? In the if in that in that in the game, obviously when they came to the Benabao, you know, Man City had enough. Like in the first leg, they were very clearly better. I said this in the last episode. I said the biggest mistake Man City made was not winning that first leg by a two-goal margin. Because if it was a goal margin, it's a, as a, as a goal, if it's a goal margin, it's more dangerous going to spend a bow with a goal margin. I remember I said it multiple I said it all up I think I said it my last episode also. You know, a goal margin is dangerous. I mean, that penalty Benzema scored for, to make it 4-3 at the Etihad was a big mistake. The biggest mistake that Man City made. Yes, I know Man City knocked at Real Madrid about, I think, this season, last season. Yeah, the season when they go to the final again and they lost to Chelsea. I know Man City knocked at Real Madrid, yes, food maybe, but but in this particular game, looking at how Real Madrid has been approaching, I mean the manager they had, uh, yes, they had Zidane at the time, but that's that's not my point. My point here is this, right? Letting um, um, Real Madrid, yeah, letting Real Madrid having that one goal, like one goal, being one goal shy, you know, was a big mistake, and it showed. Shy in the last, and I I, I want to really commend Ancelotti's substitution, because even in the game against Chelsea, it was similar also substitution, you know. In that game, I think he brought on Rodrigo and kudos to a Premier League panel on Twitter. I mean, yeah, he, they mentioned it and they said, listen, um, Ancelotti bringing on um, um, Rodrigo, taking off Cruz, I think taking off Cruz and bringing on um, Rodrigo and, and they eventually did that. He brought on Rodrigo. Rodrigo ended up scoring two goals and then um, Benzema scoring the third goal to make it 3-1. Mares even missed it. Mares was the one who scored Manchester's goal at first, you know, scored first and then they changed the game around. Yeah, but what I want to talk about, but I mentioned football heritage um, earlier, right? That game was basically football heritage, right? Madrid, they they have the pedigree in this competition. Champions League wise, how many Champions League titles have they won? Um, they've won fourteen. Wow, they've actually won no, sorry, thirteen Champions League trophies, right? They won three on the bounce. They were, they were chasing last decima. Twenty fourteen, they won last decima. Then they won three on the bounce to make it fourteen. Three on the bounce, sorry, to make it 13 champions. So they are they are chasing their 14 Champions League uh, trophy in this season. And in that game, you you go say football heritage, yes. That now obviously banter aside, that that comes into play. But I feel like in this game, it was more of Guardiola, you know, doing himself. Taking off De Bruyne in that game was probably a mistake. I know Kamavinga came on, you know, did well when he came on. I know um, this guy Rodrigo came on and changed the game. But the other actions that Manchester took, they're probably um, hindered them in that game, and this is another thing where people, people tend, people, people are now like, nobody does, nobody does criticize for Guardiola for that. Everybody's just letting him off the hook, and a lot of Manchester fans are talking about it, saying, listen, in the last four years in the Champions League, you know, every season Guardiola has had a hand. You know, it's more of like you just pull the, let's say you you build a pack of cards and you just pull the one at the bottom, you pull one at the bottom, the crucial one yourself, and everybody's saying it's not your fault because you built it up to that. In the first, I remember the season, was it against the, the Champions League game against the Ajax? Is it Ajax or Lyon? Against Lyon, they got knocked out. Against Monaco, yes. Monaco, they got knocked out. A game they should have won, you know. Got knocked out against Monaco. Got knocked out against against um, uh, uh, Spurs. Got knocked out against Lyon. Finally, okay, fine. They find their way in the Champions League final and they got there. Guardiola ended up playing without a DM. Put his two DMs on the bench in Rodri and Fernandinho. Play without a DM and the goal Chelsea scored w- would have been prevented if they had a DM on the pitch. You know, it's it's Godzilla's decisions in these games have really weird. And then this one again, so he has made his own undoing. 
Uh, yes, the story sounds better if we all said, you know, football heritage and all that. But if we, we, if we say that we're ignoring the fact that Godzilla made some substitutions and brought on Grealish, and somebody, somebody, <laughs> Grealish looks like a boy band, like one of all this One Direction, Westlife kind of, kind of figure. Because I don't really know. <laughs> but that was, that for me was where I felt like we, we I feel like Man City really did themselves. But Real Madrid obviously in the final, and then again, you would argue for, then this is the football heritage we're talking about again. In the final, one or two substitutions. I'm happy for I'm happy for Ancelotti. You know his image is repaired back again. I mean, the, his his image was soiled at Napoli and at Everton, and now he left jump shoot from Everton to Real Madrid, and now his name back on. And this we come back to the point where I do not believe in this whole dinosaur manager rhetoric that people tend to spew. It's one of all those lies that I've been told many times, and it has become the truth. If Ancelotti never went didn't go back to Real Madrid, he would have been and he stayed at Everton, and now Everton even declined even more. Ancelotti would be defined more uh, for his Everton career rather than his Real Madrid um, career. He's on course to win the La Liga. Oh, he has won the La Liga already, sorry. I mean, that iconic picture where he wore a shirt holding a Cuban cigar, right? He has won the La Liga already. Everybody's going to forget the Everton and the Napoli um, um, years, right? They're going to remember, oh, he's back. He's a winner again. He's, he's, he's... This is one of the things I, feel, I really believe. I really believe that if Mourinho is at Real Madrid, I believe he would have, he will regain that image back. No, well, it's, it's, up, it's up to him though. It's up to him if he wants to do that. But I don't really, I don't really, I don't really think he, can, he will. I don't think he wants to again. Well, I think at the time he was linked to Roma, and then the reason why he didn't go to Real Madrid, he linked to Real Madrid rather than because he already signed the contract with Roma and he couldn't really. But it's, that's kind of loyalty, right? And Ancelotti was like, Nah, I'm leaving Everton. I'm jumping ship, going back to Real Madrid. <laughs> but this is that's that's it for me. But I I think Manchester um, did themselves and Real Madrid in that Champions League final. Well, sign me up. Real Madrid are in Paris. In Paris this time, and and who are Real Madrid facing in the final? We're going to have a replay of the 2018 Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid, where Salah's um, arm was um, injured and then he had to come off. This Champions League final is a replay of the 1981 Champions League final that Liverpool won, um, also in the same um, location, Paris. Um, now it's obviously different scenarios. I think that's about 40, 41 years ago, so it's a whole different conversation right now compared from 41 years ago. But now listen, what I'm talking about in this right? Liverpool in this final, sorry, Real Madrid in this final, looking at how they have progressed in the last three games, showed that they have a way, they know how to find a way to win. And this, they are, they are even more, this is what even makes them quite dangerous in my opinion. You know, the Man City game, they shouldn't have, on paper, they shouldn't have won the Man City game, but they did. The Chelsea game, they were 3-0 down, came back and obviously they came 3-2 yes they won the first leg 3-1 but they made it 3-2 they have done enough to always qualify that's my point now this is a final Bale, Bale is nowhere to be found the point is Real Madrid finally find one place to bring Bale out and throw him in that game <laughs> just like anything against Car- but we'll see but let me talk about the Liverpool game now Liverpool versus Villarreal, Villarreal going to this game Villarreal I remember I don't know, my prediction actually came off right because I was afraid that Virginia would come off wrong. Actually, we would not come off. Actually, when Villarreal a tunnel up, goes from um, um, Sia, is it Sal? Sia, the one of their players, I can't remember his name. Then the second goal was from Francois Coquelin, tunnel up. And now, obviously, Villarreal had it in their hands. But the substitution from Klopp to bring on Diaz was it. And Premier League, shout out to Premier League panel again. He said something. He said that listen, the problem with yes, the problem with Liverpool, the link up play between Mane and Jota because Jota was on the side left seems to be a problem, and it feels like the link up play between Mane and Diaz is better. And Diaz came on, bam, you know the game changed. The tide moved to Liverpool side, 
Side was changed Liverpool side. Liverpool were really on the offense. And Liverpool and guess who scored? Um, sorry, Fabinho scored, but this was after the game was changed side. And then Diaz scored the second goal, making it two-two. And then the third goal, you know, coming from um, the third goal coming from um, ah, gee, I forgot who scored the third goal. Can you imagine? Mane, yes, Mane. Now the goalkeeper in Villarreal has a hand has. As, as much as he's very guilty of the three goals. In fact, if I was Emery, I would open the door and throw him out and say bye bye. Go back to your other club. <laughs> go back to your old club. Because there's absolutely no way. The the the, this, the 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 first goal went through his legs. I mean, there was no excuse for that, right? From Fabinho. Then the second goal, he saved it and he dropped it and he went back to um, Diaz and Diaz scored. Then the third goal. What was he doing out there? Then Manny dribbled him. Dribbled the last vendor and then bam scored 3 2 and Liverpool have won. Yes, you know, there was an anti doping um, test on uh, Fabinho and Thiago. I mean, obviously, those guys they played like men possessed. Let's be real. <laughs> Liverpool, I don't know how they do their misfitters. I mean, yes, I know they're not, listen, they're not, there's no doping stuff. Obviously, they've tested them and there's no reason to believe that they've been do- they're doping, right? It's just a joke, right? Because they've been, they've, their, their fitness levels have to be really high. They have to be really high for them to really. Be able to maintain those levels and play that long you know um, yes they were very poor in the first half Villarreal had them on the ropes but I feel like substitutions change and nothing we have to highlight Liverpool are staying with a shout of the quadruple the reason why they're staying with a shout of the quadruple is because of the bench you know they've gone out done business the right way I mean Diaz in January Diaz has been a key man in this game I think even their previous game against Benfica also right so it's when you get in players when you get players in you know at the right time especially january january is a very important part january is a very important time in the season in any season right you can be chasing something otherwise sometimes the excuses people always bought like we can't get 20 minutes you can do business in january if you just get in the players you want yes the everything fell in favor of liverpool portugal champions league and it could have been easier for it was easier for them to get in Diaz. Portugal were not in Champions League anymore and Liverpool were in so it made a lot of sense but those kind of deals are always available if you want to do them it's just the excuses most fans most fans tend to make is you know, oh, it can't be done because it's what ownerships tend to really imbibe in the heads of many fans that it, no deal can be done in January, which I, I always disagree. Which I disagree. Anyway, congratulations to Liverpool in the final, and we're going to get a replay of Liverpool, Liverpool versus uh, Real Madrid Ch- uh, Champions League final of back in 2018 and also 81 in Paris. But this other thing, Salah tweeted and said, you know, um, unfinished business. And this for me, I feel like Liverpool fans should not really count their heads on it before it's hashed. Because it sounds like they are a bit cocky, which I get. You know, football fans, you know, you are also very cocky. Why not? You know, their team, the best, they have currently the best, you know, team. I'm talking about like in terms of eleven, they have really good bench. Every, everything is in tandem. You know, everything really nothing, no, almost nothing wrong with their squad. Quite close to being unblemished, close to being um, unblemished, right? But football heritage, do not forget that. Run from it. Hide from it. It's inevitable. Yes, Liverpool and Real Madrid have both have football pedigree in terms. That's why I feel like it's going to be very interesting. Liverpool have six. Uh, Real Madrid have um, ter- ter- thirteen, right? Thirteen. So that final is obviously going to be. I mean, it's not going to be easy, right? It's going to be both sides really going at it and really trying to ensure that they get the trophy. So I'm, I don't think football heritage is really something that will really play much here, but. I think it's going to be a very interesting final. Now, personally, I, I think Liverpool really um, should not really should not really take Real Madrid lightly. Real Madrid have not really been at their best, but they are dangerous because they know how to find a way to win. Ge- they know how to do enough to just win the game, and that's why they are more dangerous than you think. 
and kudos so it's, it's gonna be interesting final and i really look forward to it look forward to that final in paris anyways yeah so that's i think that's got to do with the let's that's champions league now let's move on to the europa league the europa league happened frankfurt versus west ham now west ham where i enjoyed the west ham losses this right West Ham literally or technically rolled over for Arsenal on Sunday to win. I mean, I saw their fans saying things like, oh, we prefer you guys to make the top four, you know, over this. And then a lot of West Ham fans pushing the narrative that, oh, we're in the Europa League semi-final, we want to qualify, so we don't really care about the league anymore, right? Let's go, we're going to love for Champions. And then, you know, when they rolled over for Arsenal, I won't lie, I was livid. I won't lie, I was livid. I was livid because not only were they poor and in other games, I felt like they could have done more. They would have done better, I feel, against Arsenal. I mean, West Ham are known for being a set-piece side. And the two goals they considered against Arsenal were from set-pieces. Coming from Holding and um, Gab- um, Gabriel Magalhães, the centre-backs, right, at Arsenal. And that, for me, was where I felt like I would. That's why I was really... I was. I, it was really weird for me. And then, coming to this game, to get their ass handed to them over the two legs by Frankfurt was a very pleasing sight. I mean, the media were having a wank fest over the, uh, for the oh, West Ham. I'm sure a lot of West Ham fans were thinking, if we win the Europa League, we're going to go taunt Tottenham for not winning anything. Psych! <laughs> they got knocked out. I really got, they got knocked out real good. And yeah, Craswell getting sent, but let's go into the game for real. Craswell getting sent off really early. I feel like it's Craswell in my opinion. Yes, you know, you know they were clear on goal and you know it made a lot of sense for him to foul the player as the last man standing but for me i think you stand a better chance on 11 men than you know 10 men than fairly away especially when you're away from home and for me i felt like that period i think you should have just probably did you know let him score regroup you can score three goals on the night the, the, the real madrid game was enough to give enough hope and say listen we could but maybe west ham don't have enough football heritage to do that <laughs> maybe they did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting sent off just like the Leon game, I got and then Boris scores for for them for um, Frankfurt, which is making it three one on aggregate. And I feel that was how the game was. Yes, West Ham were close to scoring in the second half. Antonio scoring th- scoring uh, hitting the bar, but I think that they just didn't have enough to do. But I feel like that red card on Cresswell just weakened them and just ruined plans for them. And then David Moore is getting sent off also. Second red card, second red card on the ninth for West Ham. It's it, it. I think it, I would say it's more of those tactics from the boy Bob boys where they will try to get into the minds of the opponent, right? I mean, Man City, the Guardiola did, does this, right? They do it did it with Atletico Madrid when they not Atletico Madrid, right? Making the ball boys move, move the ball quick, yeah, give the ball back to them quicker, so that they can't really waste time. You know, these are things that managers do. They tend to involve the ball. So fr- likely Frankfurt, you know, did that with the ball boys. Yeah, they tried to make sure listen you know and then the ball boys frustrated you know more and then it, i'm not gonna i'm not excuse you what moise did but obviously the plan worked you're supposed to maintain your frame you're supposed to get triggered and then he kicked the ball and then he got sent off you know right and making it you know really bad night for them so west i'm going sent home on the ninth in champions league getting knocked out beautiful sight very beautiful sight this is football heritage but if you have heritage i think frankfurt this is their first major european final in 41 years so i don't really think football heritage counts here it's just both sides just fighting each other out <laughs> but seriously that football heritage comment i think it's it comes up once in a while you know the scenario jo- tends to come up once in a while but anyway that's not why that's not what we're talking about here in this one it just applied in the real madrid game i think real madrid just really that probably came out in that game yeah then um, there's others in the other semi-final um marseille versus Feyenoord. 
new new draw i don't really have a lot of things to say in a, in a goalless draw but what i will say is i feel like marseille has stood a greater chance if payet payet wasn't injured in the first half because he got an injury he was injured i think he was trying to pull off a cross or, or a shot and he got injured he got took off the pitch and that for me was where the game changed the game really changed because marseille were really going at it you know and they weren't clinical enough without marseille at the start velodrome they really could have done better if I think they would have done better if Payet really played that game the entirety of the 90 minutes, especially when the, I mean a goal would have was enough to take them to the next, to take it to extra time. And with the way Feyenoord were playing, Feyenoord were not the better side. I mean the way Feyenoord were playing, I think Marseille had enough, but Payet, Payet being injured was just the problem for me, and I feel like that for me. So we have a final between Frankfurt. Oh sorry, ah oh, God, I am missing it up. I'm very sorry. Um, Frank, the Marseille game is for the Conference League. So since I've already won, I'll talk. About, I'll just let's just talk about the Rangers game. Sorry, Frankfurt are facing Rangers in the final. I'm sorry, I'm, it's really difficult to get used to this whole <laughs> Conference League and Europa League stuff. And yeah, Frank Rangers winning that game three one against Leipzig, and Leipzig um, coming. Leipzig won the first leg one 0 and then um, Tavania Tavania scored. Scored the second goal. Now he's a top scorer. Scored the first goal for um, Rangers. And he's a top scorer in the Europa League. That's a right back. He's a right back. And on a side note, a lot of I saw a tweet from a sports fan yesterday saying that they were about Tavernia right wing back since he's a goal scoring one. I'm sorry, I don't really want to take that chance. I'm sorry, I don't want to take that chance at Spurs. Let him just stay there. I think he's, he's 29 or so or 30 or so. I mean, there's better out there. We could get better. A better right wing back out there to come to the club. I'll just come in and start immediately. I do not want um, Tavernia. I don't want to take that chance. I'm sure when you guys felt that he was coming from, he came from Preston North End and he went to Rangers and then he's dominating that league. And now, nah, sorry, man. I'm not taking that chance. No way. Especially looking at his age. Nah, no way. Absolutely not. But, anyways, um, Rangers did enough to really win that game. First goal from Tavernia, second goal from Kamara. And then the third goal from Lundstrom, their centre back, and saw them have enough to knock out Leipzig. And then Leipzig, Leipzig I think the goal from Leipzig came from Nkuku. Yeah, but I think that it's going to be an interesting final between Frankfurt and Rangers. Personally, I would want Rangers to win it um, because of Joe Arrivo. I mean, our Nigerian guy, our Nigerian uh, midfielder playing for them. And also, I sort of have a soft spot for Rangers. Why I do is because, I mean, over the years when I've been following the Scottish League, Celtic were always winning it. And I saw a lot of Celtic fans always, you know, look down on Rangers fans, you know, make fun of them. So I sort of, I will feel glad if Rangers have this, you know. I mean, Celtic getting knocked out of the Europa League. I think they got knocked out of the Champions League, Europa League, right? Early. They didn't qualify for it, right? I think the conference, they also got knocked out of that one too. I'll check that to be very to confirm. And now Rangers in the final, you know, having a chance to win the Europa League, you know, it will really, really be good. It will really be a very lovely sight. It's very lovely for them. I, f- I think they deserve to. I think they would. And coming off, I feel the fact that they won the league, they won their um, Scottish League previous season, and now coming in to win this, that like, really good for them. And and losing Gerard in January, I think Rangers did did really well. They lost Gerard in January, and now they're back. You know, found a way around it and then they are, they are winning games. So I think they're fine. It's going to be a really interesting final between Frankfurt and Rangers. Yeah, but well, we'll move now to the Conference League. I already spoke about Marseille Feyenoord. Feyenoord will be facing who? Roma in the final. Roma who beat Leicester 1 0. And this is Mourinho. Now, check out these stats. It's 2003. Mourinho has made a final, at least one final every season since 2003. That is, that is mind boggling. And this gives a lot more. Um, 
stamp to his credibility as a manager made for finals and made for trophies because to make finals every single year since 2003 it is no small feat you know yes i know they lost um there's one final lost in the fa cup right chelsea United. but that's a whole different debate but the fact is the matter is that he has made a final every season i mean made a final last season with sports i don't want to go over that i don't want to go over that one anymore i'm tired of talking about that but a lot of sports fans they love them believe that um it was a good decision which i think it was very weird you know if you had you should have let me i don't want to go over anymore let me just say oh, fuck it let me just say it anyway screw it let me just say it anyways it was a dumb decision. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I will not stop saying it. You know, if, if they wanted to sack him, if they wanted to sack him, they had sacked him after the Zagreb game. It would have made sense. But sacking him six years to a final was ridiculous. I mean, United let Van Gaal see out the season and win the FA Cup for them. Why not just let Mourinho see out the season? Win the, if he could win the League Cup, even if he wasn't going to win, let him at least manage the final because he brought them there. You know, and giving it to a rookie like Mason and then Sports inevitably losing it, you know, playing even worse than what Mourinho would have even intended to play. The same style Love you criticized Mourinho for was exactly the style Sports ended up playing that final in. Probably even worse than what Mourinho would have even played. And then, you know, how the chick would tell me that Man City could have... Nah, no way. I don't think so. But anyways, it's just a decision that will forever haunt Sports. You know, a stupid decision forever that will forever really haunt Sports and it's really ridiculous. Now, Roma in another final. And it's one that I want to talk about with Roma, right? One of the reasons why Mourinho's Roma has really... Um, not really had a lot of problems as he has had at sport. I would say the legends at Roma have been behind Mourinho. Um, Totti and um, this guy, not, um, their centre-back, De Ross, their DM, De Rossi. These two guys have been behind Mourinho from day one. You know, they've always spoken... They've never really... Obviously, there are some fans that would criticize Mourinho at Roma, but these guys, I've observed them, they've really never really spoken... Think about at other clubs, you know, at United, when he was always having the class of 92, always at his back. At Spurs... You know, I would not say Redknapp is a legend, but a lot of them just would never shut up about Mourinho, always wanting to criticize him, you know, frustrating every single effort, even making a final, a lot of persons dismissing a League Cup final, you know, all these things were ridiculous, you know, and then a lot of fans would tell you, oh, you know, he shouldn't give, if you wanted more time, you know, should I give him more time, I mean, one day Ramos, but nobody's saying that he should have got him, stayed in the job, you know, but at least he should have won, stayed in that final, at least tried to manage it, he got them there, he deserved to manage that final, it is fact, you know, and that for me was where I said it was ridiculous for me, with a lot of sports fans, but you know, and at Roma, he hasn't really gotten that, even in English media, even when they try to look, they can't really interfere as they would, because it is not their terrain, but I found it really weird that a lot of them really became interested in the, in, in, in Roma, and a lot of them will start twisting stories, because they want to make, it, make him look bad, I mean, Roma finished seventh previous season, so Mourinho met them there in the conference league, so he had no choice but to take them this far. Love them, obviously. And Mourinho's champ- Mourinho was obviously in tears when he was qualified. Tears of joy, obviously. And he's not like the first manager to make all three competitions, right? Yes, you could argue it's a team portrait. That's your business. It's a trophy. He was in it. If he got knocked out, a lot of you would be would, would not shut up about it. I mean, when he got lo- when he lost 6-1 to Bodo Glimt, nobody they couldn't keep everybody couldn't keep their mouth shut. They were like, oh Mourinho, 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 Mourinho. They were laughing at him. If he got knocked out against Bodo Glimt in the in the knockout rounds, a lot of you wouldn't have shut up about it. So the reality is this: you just don't like the guy that you would you would shift the goalpost so many times just to prove your dislike for him. I mean, he's in the final. If he wins it, don't even tell me. No sports fan should come tell me, oh, it's a team pot trophy. Now, I'm not buying that rubbish. Because if he had gotten knocked out of it, you would have all been making fun of him that he was an issue. So, don't even freaking do that. Don't even try that. 
Anyways, Roma versus Feyenoord. I think it's, it's the game is it is set in stone for Roma to win this thing. Feyenoord, I don't really think Feyenoord will win. I think it's going to be Roma winning this thing. To be fair, I think Roma is going to win this. It's in the bag. It's not even... Never, I've no, I won't say... I've not really been this confident of something. I am over in a long, not in a long time. Obviously. I'm always confident. I the things I'm very confident about. You know, I was as confident. I was I'm, okay. Let's say this: the way I'm confident of, the way I was confident of Real of uh, Liverpool knocking out Villarreal. That is how confident I am of Roma winning this final. I'm not. I haven't called any other final. This is the one I'm calling. I'm calling this one that Roma is going to win this one against Feyenoord. It is Feyenoord one. They do not have, and Roma are clearly a better side than Feyenoord. Clearly, they are. And um, yes, I know they have Siri. The Siri just has in Feyenoord, yes. That's all. You know, and Feyenoord don't really have the pedigree. And Mourinho, obviously, final, he has the record he has in final. You know, it's it's really set in stone for Roma to win this thing. It's, it's, it's just it. And sports fans, brace yourself because the banter is going to be full, going to be full throttle. Because let's be real, you know, for being honest with ourselves, you guys cost it, and I'm not really gonna blame Roma fans or the love of the Mourinho fans if they start if they trend Mourinho on the night because I mean they've, they've been made fun of all season, so why not let them enjoy their success? <laughs> yeah, but that's all. I have to do my European um, um, tour. Wow, I've gone around Europe already in two, in, in just um, 27, almost 30 minutes. That's nice. <laughs> you just kidding. Let's go to our big story today, and then um, we'll round up to this episode. Okay, our big story today, we have some stories to talk about. Now, I will also preview the Liverpool versus Spurs game um, coming up this weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. So, we'll quickly, let's start with the first one here. We have Abramovich, he uh, denying the rumours that he would um, re- he wants his £1.6 billion loan repaid from Chelsea. Now, if you remember, earlier in the season, or earlier rather, some weeks back, or rather last month, when he was taking the reports that he could, there could be a takeover, and Abramovich will have to leave Chelsea. You know, a lot of people. Abramovich was like, "Listen, he would want to let it. He doesn't want to take it from Chelsea. He wants to let Chelsea slide, the loan slide with Chelsea." And then um, a, a lot of reports came out that, listen, I think it was Carvey that spread it in with Sky, and he said that um, there's a chance that, you know, um, Roma. Sorry, I said Roma. Abramovich could want his loan repaid. I think because it was reports that Radcliffe, um, one of the British persons, won't take over Chelsea. And a lot of fans, so it was more of like a story that came out because investors were scared that, oh, you know, Abramovich could want his loan repaid and he might come back. Because, yes, even though he said he has forgiven Chelsea the loan on paper, you know, it is not binding by law. It's just word of mouth. You know, why are you sure that he could wake up one day and say, okay, I break my promise, I want my money back. You know, it's not binding by law that he has forgiven the loan. And that that was where, um, you know, I felt like the problem came from for for um, for, for the reports, right? And And... Prior to prior to this statement coming out, there was a chance that listen Chelsea's ownership had to be declared, you know, by 31st of uh, May because that's when the license expires for the, before they have to renew the license. If they if they didn't have an ownership in that time by that time, they would lose their license and they would not be able to compete in next season's um, competition. We all know that's not going to happen because there's always a way out. Chelsea would always find a way to not get punished. I mean, we saw that with Man City and all that stuff. So, there was going to be one last bogus law. But this report coming out by Bermuda kind of solidifies it that, listen, it wasn't going to happen anyways. And this is their new ownership. Is, remember what I said? I said, whoever's going to take over Chelsea will run Chelsea like a business and not going to run it the way Bermuda ran it, like a play toy. You know, because it, because it was 
not like because you know they want to recoup they want to recoup money and all that so, so it makes a lot of sense you know so a lot of spending habits of chelsea will probably be reduced yeah, and probably this explains why Rudiger even left because the uncertainty. I don't really know if that, but the other reports came that Rudiger wanted more money. But we don't know. We'll see about that though. But it's going to remain anyways. And I want to really talk about the away goal rule. And I'm seeing some commentary that people are saying it was a good decision. I will reiterate. I don't. I still don't think it's a good decision to scrap the away goal rules. We will see the effect of this rule some eventually down the line because some of these rules they do not. We don't see them immediately. We don't see the effects immediately. Yes, I know the the one against the the, the um, F, the one of shutting down the window, transfer window before the season started in Premier League. We agree that that was a dumb decision, and we saw the effect almost immediately. But this one is one that won't because you will start seeing managers designing, creating their teams, you know, setting up their teams with this rule in mind, and that is when the cause will come for this rule to be changed. And I think we'll go full circle again years later. Maybe when I come, oh, let's put ring this rule back. It's almost like football just goes like a pendulum. Oh, let's go here, let's go here till it's so it's, the change is not is always constant. And for me, I feel like we'll eventually see the effect of this rule some years from now. Not yet. We'll see the effect of this rule come in the years down the line. That for me is where I I I think there's a problem. I think we 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 have a, we'll have a problem with it. You know, you see coaches setting up saying we're gonna go away. We're gonna draw nil nil. We're gonna set up to not incentive. There's no incentive to get an away goal. We are going to go away and shut up shop and try to ensure because that was already brought in the away goal rules. Teams will go away to try to in, to get nil nil and come back home and try to win because it was just a, effectively it was a one-legged title. What was the point? Because it was not on the away goal. So the away goal rule introduced, was introduced to make teams go away and try to fight for something. And looking at this now, we are going to see that happen eventually years down the line but it was a very interesting season without the away goal rule i won't lie it was interesting but I, eventually we'll see but anyways <laughs> that's what i have to say about that one and now let me review the liverpool versus sports game now on paper uh liverpool gonna beat sports oh yes da, 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 da. everybody's gonna say this Liverpool gonna beat sports arsenal fans level five point listen i'm not gonna come here and say we're gonna go win at the win at anfield i won't say that but you know i would say this right Klopp and Conte. Conte tends to have Klopp's number. I don't know how to explain it, but he does. And that is one of the things that people are ignoring here. Because even at, um, was it at Chelsea? I think they, they did. I think they did. And he, had, he, had, he has quite a good record against Klopp, um, Conte, compared to other managers. And that's why, even in January, even in December, yeah, Spurs should have won that game. If Spurs, you know, were not missing so many chances, Spurs were missing so many chances, and they had Liverpool by the, on the ropes on that day. So it's not really a game set that sets match goal. That kind of game is not set in stone at Liverpool. Obviously, they start with Liverpool. Liverpool at home, they're in form. They've won almost all their last few games. They've, they're on a winning run, right? And Spurs coming off the back of their first win in their last three matches, right? That that the stats favor Liverpool. And Liverpool expect to see Liverpool set up. Liverpool have a better bench, right? But another thing we're also remembering is forgetting is this right. Um, listen, I, I will not say Liverpool are gonna win. I will not say Liverpool are gonna win. I'm not gonna predict this game. But I think people should believe it. Oh, then I don't believe people who are really claiming that it's set set in stone. Because if I keep it in the book it sort of favors Liverpool at home, you know, it's their home ground and they have a better squad, better bench. I mean, look at the game against Everton, nil-nil, and they have to bring on Origi and change the game. Could we see that, you know, and also from set pieces, they are quite good. They have good deliveries from set pieces and knowing how bad sports are from set pieces, 
So it's not really it's a really difficult game. And I'm going to this game the way I approach the city game in February, right? Where I said, okay, I'm off my mind is off this game. That's why I'm gonna approach this game. Expecting nothing and um, hoping for the best. You just uh, praying for uh, praying that the worst doesn't happen by hoping for the best. That kind of I don't know how whichever way, but that's sort of, sort of like that, right? That's how I'm going to this game. But yeah, we'll see. And then we're gonna see Kulusevski versus um Diaz debate hit up before this game and after this game. How this game turns out, we will see how that it will determine how that debate will go after this game. Because obviously, I don't really think it will change, but the debate between Kulusevski and you know and um, this guy Diaz has been hitting up in the last few weeks, knowing not how the fact that Sports signed Kulusevski because Diaz effectively chose Liverpool, and then um, Diaz also you know his performance for Liverpool, his game-changing performances for Liverpool, and then looking at also Kulusevski's game-changing performance for Sports, I would say both sides have gotten good signings that have improved their sides and have strengthened their um, season hopes or their ambitions for the season. So I don't really understand the comparison. I understand the comparison. I understand the reason for the comparison, but I don't. I understand something. I do not really think it's it's necessary in my opinion. But yeah, that's my my take on the whole thing. But yeah, we'll see about that though. And that's for me. It's where we have to come to the end of this episode. Um, thanks for listening. See you on Nigerian Sports Fan David, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Hopefully we are beating Liverpool. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully we are beating Liverpool. Sorry. Hopefully I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping we have. Just a small tincture of hope, you know. <laughs> Take care. Have a nice weekend.